1: Hockey. Yeah, yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. And welcome into Judd's Hockey Show. The wild might be done, but Judd's Hockey Show is a long way from being done because damn it, the playoffs are ongoing. There's still hockey being played by teams that are committed to the springtime. It's Judd, it's Jesse Pierce, of course, from uh, far down. UD's fame and also score North and Declan Goff, who is co-host executive producer as well. All right, you guys. So I've been keep giving this some thought and watching the playoffs. And the second round has been weird because there's been a ton of blowouts. It seems like it has not been nearly as captivating as the first round. But um, you know what frustrates me the most right now, Jesse, is this. The Seattle Kraken. Because mm-hmm. I watch the Seattle Kraken play and I think, why not the Wild? Like, why can't this be the Wild? They're not exceptional. They're okay. They're well coached. But in the regular season, the Wild was, too. They're a gritty team. But you know what? The Wild was, too. I think the Kraken of the poster child for my frustration of the Wild since 2015, not being at least in and this is a pretty small ask, I think, at least in the second round.
0: I don't, I don't blame you. I think Seattle is, it's very funny, right? Like this regular season, Seattle came out of nowhere with different pieces. I think the difference is, and I'm not trying to say to, to your point, Judd, that this is what the wild did, but I spoke with some Seattle people and they're like, the players just really bought in this year. They really went all in on board. They wanted to be a part of Seattle. Now, again, that's not me sliding the wild saying that guys didn't buy in, but I think there is, there's a different mentality. I mean, Seattle again, bottom of the barrel last year, and for them to be able to do what they were able to do again, make some moves, go sign some names, but still they don't have these superstar. I mean, Maddie Bennears, sure. Absolutely phenomenal, but they're composed of a lot of different pieces, much like the Minnesota wild, where it's kind of plugging them in, in the right way. And again, coaching, I think is a difference. Philip Grubauer is playing fantastic. Uh, They have been, it's just, they're so peculiar to me. I can't figure them out. I can't figure out why them and not the Minnesota wild. You guys.
2: Yeah. 13 different players with double digit goals for the Seattle Kraken this year. And to be honest, I don't think I could have named five Seattle Kraken players if Judd put me on the spot as of uh, two minutes ago. Uh, they just, yeah, they, to Jess's point, they've kind of bought in. I mean, Dave Haxtell has a system. I, I remember him at North Dakota a lot when I was at St. Cloud, and on top of not just being a very frightening man to look at because he doesn't really blink and he looks through your soul, uh, he's a really good hockey coach. He knows what he's doing with this with this kind of young Seattle Kraken team that's hodgepodge from an expansion draft and, and being obviously really bad last year. And, you know, Grubauer... Uh, you know, got paid by them uh, after he left Colorado. But I mean, yeah, I think that's the frustrating part. You can see why other teams have been able to get through, especially in the East and are in the positions they're in. But then you see a team like Seattle who certainly isn't flashy, doesn't have any of the superstar players that we mentioned, but here they are, you know, two games away from being in the Western conference finals.
1: And, Of all the teams left, they just strike me as the one where I watch them play and I watch their approach and I think, oh, okay, yeah, that's doable. Like, the Oilers I sort of get are a different breed, right? Like when you've got McDavid and Dreisaitl who can be paired at the drop of of a hat. That's right, Dean Evison. Some people will pair guys and then split them up and then pair them again. Um, But when you watch those guys play, it's like, okay, they're phenomenal. But Seattle's get it. There's nothing Seattle is doing, in my opinion, that that's like, you can't, you know, the Wild couldn't. Mm -hmm. Okay. Grubauer, who's had like a bad or not great two years, has been great. So, so they are definitely getting the goaltending, you know, just to your point up front, they're not dynamic, but to Declan's point, they get, you know, diversified scoring. And so that's just the one where I keep going back because it always feels like there's a certain, certain part of the wild defenders or fan base that are like well you know they got goalied right they got goalied by Ottinger they did this or did that and it's like it can't always be an excuse Mm -hmm. you know maybe you get eliminated in the first round for a year or two you got some excuses but I think we're to the point now where you look at these other teams that are playing and say okay why are they still playing are they doing something like dynamically special that the wild couldn't do and I'll go back to this this wild team, in my opinion, was built 100% to make a, to make a playoff run. Mm-hmm. Like this was not a, this was not the highly skilled team. And oh my God, if you can't score, you're done. That was last year. This was a team that Bill Garing like went and got the pieces and put them together for a playoff run, grind it out. It doesn't have to be dynamic, but it has to be effective. And, you know, they fell short. And I think that internally, all, despite all, all the stuff that Bill said at his, uh, his um, press conference to end the season. I think internally, Jesse, they got to be going through these same questions and saying, where do we end up short? And like with two very different teams in the past two years, like what is that step now to finally get past the first round?
0: Well, and I think what Seattle's proving is that Dallas is beautiful. Jake Ottinger is human, right? I mean, that's the thing that frustrated me throughout that entire series is Dallas is good. This is not to slight Dallas but they weren't the hardest opponent that Minnesota could have faced. They didn't choose their shots correctly. Goal blocker side on Jake Ottinger quit with these low shots, go up high over his shoulder. You'll score on him. That's not a problem. Uh, But yeah, I mean, there's obviously got to be kind of a look back at the past two years, not even just this past year, because two years now in a row, Bill Guerin has, as you said, Judd given Dean Evson, those pieces and has tried to do different things in two very different ways, right? We saw the very dynamic scoring also get a first round exit. And then you see the grit first, get a first round exit. So it's trying to figure out what that looks like. And unfortunately, again, you're handcuffed for sure for the next two years. You're going to have to rely on these young guys, which is a huge opportunity. It's kind of what Seattle has had to do too. They've had to rely. Maddie Beniers is 19 years old. It's very rare for a young guy to come in and make the impact as he has but it's not impossible. Right. And, and it's not, and you don't have as many young players like that, that are going to be expected to carry that load for Minnesota. Cause you're still going to have Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Boldy's a year older, Marco Rossi's coming in with a year of the AHL under his belt. Hopefully that helps in two years, in fact, but it'll be interesting to see what happens in this off season. As we've talked about, things are going to have to change and the way the NHL is trending with this younger, faster group of guys, that means the Minnesota wild is going to have to change its approach too.
2: And it's the second time, right, that an expansion team has kind of surprised us. I know Vegas did it in the first year, which was even more surprising, but it was just this hodgepodge group, and no one expects them to be anything. And then all of a sudden, here they are, you know, making playoff runs and winning playoff games, upsetting teams that are a lot better than them, with players that certainly aren't better than other teams from a skill standpoint, but they're still able to kind of buy in and figure out ways to win games, which again, I think that's why it's probably really frustrating for Wild fans to see, because it's been... Mostly, at least the same cast of characters, um, you know, with some other additions and subtractions here and there. But your defensive core has been the same for the last eight years. You have a better top end talent in Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Boldy. You've had consistent goaltending the last few. So it's there's always been these things that have should work out for the wild. And yet here they are always, you know, golfing basically by early May.
1: I think one thing that has be- become abundantly clear is you have to get. And th- this will probably uh, start to take place through the natural progression of prospects you have to get bigger on the blue line. I just, I really, the more I watch this league and how things operate, like that's the one thing the Wild really didn't do. So they didn't really change that. And they, they've got some size there. But when you look at some of these teams and the physicality, right? And it's not that these players are great, but they're big, they're heavy players. They play a, they play a very heavy style of game. And then, you know, God bless them. You watch Spurge play. And, you know, in January, Spurge is going to tear it up. It's going to be great. But you get to the playoffs. I think the most finesse guy at the end of the day, my goal would be this. If I'm Bill Guerin, and Jesse, the most finesse guy that I would want is Brody. Cause I, I think he's yes. marvelous. Like yes. I, I'm not going to, that guy makes plays that are great. So I'm not His trying. skating is exactly. un- incomparable. It's just phenomenal to watch the way he
0: moves. I mean, we've seen, we saw Amen. it a couple of times this season when he has the time, he can just, the way he takes those strides and the way that he can cycle is, is fantastic.
1: But I think he is the most finesse guy I would want. Like after that, I want tough. Dumba tried to play that that way, but I still think that the injuries have short circuited him a lot. But I just want I want more guys that are probably slightly more talented. But to me, the ideal the ideal body and style. Jake Middleton, like I love that style in the playoffs. But I want more there, and you know, Spurge is not going to bring that. He's just not.
0: Mm -hmm. I think Minnesota maybe got too hung up on trying to jumpstart the offense, getting the defenseman mixed into the offensive zone. We had talked about that was John Klingberg's high point. He didn't have any high points, in my opinion, now through for the Minnesota Wild, but it certainly wasn't defense first. Alex Goligosky. He had great zone entries from time and time again uh, when he was able to play. But, yeah, I think you do. You have the goaltending back there the defense is where it needs to step up because I think that was also the thing that probably wasn't discussed as much. There was a spout earlier this year, you guys that the Minnesota wild did that very defense first and they looked good. Matt Dumbo was playing his best and it kind of, again, much like the offense too, dissipated throughout the playoffs for whatever reason, I think they relied too much on the goaltending, which you can't do. You know, those guys can only do so much of their job. So I think the defense, the other thing, the defense is going to have to learn how to play, well in front of both goaltenders they're both very different styles but I think that also showed some some marks on the defenses they would get confused as to how to play with the rebound control and all of that I think that's something that you really are going to have to educate your defensemen on as they enter into camp coming up at the end of August
2: and there always is uh times in the playoffs where just things change um how the games played and it, it seemed uh about eight ten years ago we kind of got away from bigger guys and you saw a lot of you know, Johnny Gaudreau. you saw a lot of smaller guys kind of making their way up and down the ice. And now it's kind of trended back to Judd's point of physicality and having big brutes and having people that can open up spaces um, and make things a lot easier. And when you're the Wild and you're a super small team, you can only really rely on Ryan Reeves or Marcus Foligno to kind of lay the wood. Well, then that kind of mean, means your superstar players and your guys who are expected to score goals end up obviously struggling to get there so yeah I think they I do I think they have to get bigger and I, I liked the style on paper that the wild were playing this year I know it wasn't as flashy as last year's team but it felt like there that was a sustainable way to win playoff games I mean you're kind of seeing it with Seattle to a degree you're seeing with other teams that it might not be the flashiest way but we can win playoff games this way this is how you win playoff series and for whatever reason the wild still uh end up tripping on themselves
0: you need a goldilocks
2: year this year right like the first uh, two years ago it
0: was too much offense Now was yep. too bad like you need that just right settled <laughs> in for the, that's the that's this year you guys I'm who's been it.
1: taking all my pucks away yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right uh so i i do have a golden question jesse but before i get to that i want to talk about our friends at livia weight control centers who have helped helped both jesse and yours truly take off weight i dropped off uh, 40 pounds more than a year ago. Now, look at that. The guy on the left, a little jowly, the guy on the right, far skinnier. And that is thanks to my friends who have done a great job. And here's the thing. They're going to help you not only drop the weight, but they're going to help you maintain the weight loss. And if you join now, three months free, plus a free gift during Livia's Client Appreciation Week, which ends on Friday. So don't delay. 855 go Livia livia.com live acom Jesse, Your story is 20-plus pounds, correct? Yes,
0: yeah. And can we get a shout-out for that Bayside sweatshirt that you were wearing in that uh, trimmed one? Yes, I'm an
1: oddly big fan of a show that was on when I was, like, 23.
0: Don't blame me. No, I've been loving my Livia experience. As I mentioned, it's been easy to continue going, keeping me energized, keeping me full. And getting ready for summer. We're going to take the boat out this weekend, I think, you guys. If yes, the rain holds off. Let's go. Boating season is here.
1: Oh, oh, awesome. oh. you talk about a segue. Go for it, Dex. Roll the video. Because oh you know what? We are talking about boating season. And we are talking about it's time for a throttle therapy on the land and water. And it all starts at the lodge. The Power Lodge. Cruise the water in luxury on a brand new, right there, gorgeous Bennington pontoon from Power Lodge. Enjoy sunset from the water, entertain the kids, as I'm sure Jesse's going to do, and float on the lake all summer long. It all starts at the Lodge, the Twin Cities' newest Bennington dealer, the Power Lodge, with locations in Brainerd, Onamia, Ramsey, and Miller Marine of St. Cloud, powerlodge.com, millermarine.com. Do what the hockey people do. Get yourself a Bennington and enjoy the sunset and the relaxation.
0: The brilliance there guys that wasn't even planned <laughs>
2: look at that just... that was
1: good though that was you good like, you know, I, and i could see declan's eyes like oh, it lit like, oh up, my god like, we gotta go great. for it and then i got the script out and it was just all you, you know what that was that's a line dean would never break up uh-uh. yes. no matter how much we might start <laughs> to struggle he would never break us up because of that one great great ad read right there mm-hmm. um goaltending i got a question for you so just to spin things to next year so Gustafson's almost certainly back with a new contract, probably a bridge because they can't afford more than that, flurries back, it looks like, for a final year. What does that mean for Jesper Wahlstedt? Where do we think he, he is? Uh, because, I mean, there's no question the ideal world, I guess, is a, a, a Gustafsson and Wahlstedt world and, you know, the flower rides into retirement. Does he, Jesse, does he need to play here next year, in your opinion, or are they okay with with cooking him again in Iowa and allowing that thing to sort of just play out with the flour?
0: I think it's, it's okay to let him cook, and I know we're all in such a rush to get these guys up here, but Jesper... Yeah is still transitioning to the North American sheet. That was kind of a an, an issue for him. And he had mentioned it's just the way that he can laterally move and the way that his peripherals, It's it's very different than what he is used to on the bigger sheet over in Europe. So uh, I think it'll be okay. He definitely struggled at the beginning of last year, finally found his feet, finally got things under a phenomenal season for Jesper. But I wouldn't hate seeing him up for a game or two, you know, injuries related, those things happen. Right. Um, But I think mostly they probably want him to just do one more full year in Iowa, get really assimilated to this game before popping him up here. Now, I'm not worried about, you know, oh, he's going to get stuck down there too long. He's going to no, he'll be fine. You guys, it's not it's a very different position. He will be fine. He will be here. It's going to be great. I will be excited about the goaltending once again, Judd.
2: Yeah, they're kind of uh, building towards, hey, Mike-Andre Fleury is going to ride off to the sunset, obviously, uh, this after this season. Philip Gustafson um, was more than capable of being a number one guy, and they'll obviously bring him back, which they should, but they won't probably overpay for him, and they shouldn't. Goaltending's weird. Uh, Jesper can hold it down. You can always find another guy like a Cam Talbot. Hell, like a Philip Gustafson, like they found in a trade uh, for the exact same player I was just talking about. So you can find backup goalies. You can find guys that kind of hold the ship. Until Jesper or Jesper is here, I should say, uh, I he he might get his cup of coffee this season. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he gets recalled, whether that's due to injury or just just to see what they have in the kid. Uh, but I would assume this time next year we're probably talking about Wallstead being uh, the wild starting goalie or at least breaking the, breaking camp with the team.
1: What's the expectation too? Not to be a downer completely here on um, potential Gust Bus regression.
0: I mean, it's it's a realistic thing, right? I think this year was such a fantastic year. He was given the opportunity. However, I think the promising thing about Gus yep. is that he was fairly consistent, really. I mean, a lot of the goals, he's such a technically sound goalie. I always go back to that because he really is. Like, his moves are so technical, and he was given this opportunity, and he played great. I mean, he approaches, I think, the best thing for him and the biggest thing, and he addressed this, as did Bill Guerin, um, will be conditioning because he's going to be playing probably a similar amount if not more next year he needs to get in shape he came into camp very out of shape uh you know and, and you saw was that he I like mean, it was fat tiring. or
1: beard up or what it was, was I mean I
0: wouldn't say fat but he just he wasn't in shape he wasn't in a starting goaltender's body shape and I think that was something Marc-Andre Fleur I should be one to talk Olivia's getting us there Livia no, is exactly getting right. us yep. there. Yep. yep um but no I, I just think that's it he because it's hard. It's, it's hard to move around, play that many games when you're not used to it. You have to be athletically fit. And so I think that's something he's taking very seriously and will be uh, much better for it. So yes, maybe a slight regression, but I think I'm excited because he was so consistent
1: throughout the season. Jax, because you are Mr. Goaltender (laughs) Aggression. Yeah.
2: Well, Jesse brings up a good point that his style is consistent and I think that'll help him a lot. Um, You know, Marc-Andre Fleury is, all over the dang place. And that's why his numbers have always fluctuated from being a Vesna guy to being kind of unplayable. Um, But he was, he was damn good last year. Now, you know, he got off to a a weird start where he didn't look good at all in the first week or two of the season. And then around Thanksgiving, Christmas time, holiday time, he started playing a lot better. And, you know, I, I will say that the guys he was playing as good as, which were some of the best goaltenders in the NHL. I just, I don't see that happening again but that doesn't mean I don't think he's going to be unplayably bad. Um last year his 5 on 5 save percentage was really good. His save percentage on the power play was also really good. So you kind of kind of look at areas that will regress and you know, will he be as good as he was on the power play last year where he had a 917 save percentage which is really high when the other team has a man advantage. So will that probably regress? Yes. And will that uh you know kind of turn into a ballooning GAA for sure. But I think in general, his style, to Jesse's point, as long long as he stays in shape and just kind of plays his game, he should be a consistent, reliable goalie.
1: This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the
0: Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation.
1: Speaking of concerns, Jesse, is Kirill going home to Russia or staying here? Do do we know? I saw that there were some comments right after the season, but it didn't look like they were very certain. Yeah. Um, I just I don't think that Bill Guerin and the team probably wants to go through that. He's stuck there now. Can we get get him back again? So, what's the latest on that?
0: I mean, we directly had asked and they weren't sure it is. It's one of those tough situations. It's hard to tell a guy who's separated from his family, separated from his friends, who loves his home country, uh, regardless of what we may think. um, It's hard to say, no, you can't go home. You can't do this. However, I think Kirill knows his place as far as this is a job, this is a business, this is my, what I have to do. So it wouldn't surprise me. There are plenty of guys that are actually sticking around the summer. Matt Boldy's sticking around the summer. Kalen Addison, Marco Rossi, all those guys are staying just to get that extra help that the Minnesota wild can provide as they get ready for next season. Now, Kirill obviously doesn't need, that training help at all but i imagine yeah for for his safety for convenience for the minnesota wild it's probably been very heavily discussed whether he can say i know his girlfriend was over here for a bit of a time so maybe that helps ease the transition maybe she can okay stay so she's knows. here now i don't know if she's here for sure she was here at for sure visiting anyway okay um but maybe that's you know give him something to hang the out beauty I guess, league. the beauty league yeah you can go to bramar and tear it up what, mm-hmm. on Wednesday nights? Mondays and Wednesdays. Monday and Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Got,
1: I mean, it, it's a great league, dude. It go is. tear that thing up. Score right. some 700 goals and come back for training camp. Yeah. Just an idea. We'll give you a place in Edina, too. Okay, <laughs> very nice, girl. Um, <laughs> final talking point that I want to bring up, and and I, I talked about this with Declan and Phil on uh, Mackie and Judd as well, but here is my opinion. I am done with draft lotteries. And I'm not saying this because I'm upset about the Blackhawks. Connor Bedard is a generational player. I, I got some co- I got some comments saying, eh, you know, Lafreniere with the Rangers ain't so great. You don't know Bedard's going to be good. No, this kid's a generational talent. He's a McDavid type. He's going to be great. Um, and I'm not saying this because I'm bitter about this. I'm saying this because I don't think that this league, basketball too, but there is so much question about, is it fixed? Did the Blackhawks fit? You know, were were they, because it's going to help get them now back on national TV. If you're going to suck for 82 games, like if you're going to bite the bullet and be that bad, I don't think that it takes away from tanking. So like, I don't think that we have seen, like if the thing was, well, the Blackhawks are going to try real hard. The, the, the rosters are too stripped down. We'll start with Dex and then go to Jesse here. But do you, do you subscribe to this being a good idea still? Or did the Ducks just deserve to get the pick because they had one fewer point than Chicago? I, think?
2: I don't know. How I feel about the draft lottery. Sometimes I I think it's good just because yeah, it, it's going to stop teams from consistently taking and it just, it gives other teams an opportunity to potentially get a better pick. That being said, like if I was a Ducks fan and I had to watch the Ducks be the Ducks and I know Chicago stunk too. So it's not to say like both those teams deserved one or the other, uh, I'd be pretty pissed, uh, especially when it was a Conor Bedard draft and a guy who's probably going to be a superstar player. And of course, it's Chicago. I think right. that I think it's just more of the markets that are kind of sometimes weasel their way into getting these top lottery picks is why people think it, it is indeed rigged. I mean, I am personally—I know I'm the only one on this show who loves this. I'm a big professional wrestling fan. I love scripted things. I I watch something that is scripted. I watch it <laughs> knowing that it's scripted, and I'm still shocked. At the result, and I think uh, sometimes with these lottery things, it's it's a, it's a similar thing where you know we're trying to buy in that it's not scripted. When it's like, all right, how how the hell is this happening? And also, should just the worst team be allowed to get the top pick? Which I do kind of subscribe to. I'm I'm torn. I'm on the fence. I'm I'm not uh, again. I'm not on the Judd side where it just get rid of it and go back to just you know worst point point percentage and go from there. Uh, but it is it is kind of interesting how it always ends up working out for the other teams that shouldn't be getting the number one pick.
0: And not because it was Chicago. I wanted Connor Bedard and Trevor Zegris in Anaheim. I think that would be be so much fun. They have all these different people, Troy Terry, all of it. I really, really wanted that. Plus it'd be so good for the game. I'm all about growing the game and Mm -hmm. it's Chicago. Like, it's just like, come on. I don't even know that they should have a first round pick given circumstances surrounding their organization. Right. Right. Um, No, I don't. I'm kind of like Dex. I'm not here or there on it but yeah maybe give it to the worst team just don't give it to chicago how about that like we just say no chicago you're not allowed well they could have been stripped this. of that pick they should have been like you're not wrong lo- about teams that teams have teams have lost their first round pick for far less than what happened in chicago so
1: the coyotes lost a first round pick for what um do, doing something illegal about the combine unauthorized which,
0: I mean, combine people things. don't even know yeah. about
1: that combine And the Blackhawks have what amounts to 100% as a scandal, Mm -hmm. and they don't lose a a first-round pick. But I'm just, I don't think, to Dex's point, I don't think it stops tanking. Like, I don't think we're seeing any sign of, I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to try harder now. Uh, The Blackhawks stripped that thing down, and they really tried to finish last, and they didn't succeed, and they still get the pick. Uh, And I'm with you. You know what? Bedard playing 930 starts with the Ducks wouldn't thrill me but you're right you put him on that team jesse and you give him like in that uh part of the country it's gonna draw a ton of people so you're not wrong
0: i think chicago saw a huge uptick already in their season ticket holders all of that stuff too i mean so wherever he was gonna go no question it was going to rejuvenate that fan base but yeah you'd think i mean arizona would be the other one right like oh put him in the desert and see but i think gary Bettman knows that isn't cool work are they going to get
1: that building that they've been trying to get if they don't get that they're going to have to move at some point in time that's one of the most that's one of the damnedest things i've ever seen the league has bent over backwards every every year trying to make that work and they're in a college arena and they're stuck there i mean i don't get it all right jesse thanks much great stuff um when when is the next bar down Beauties episode coming up
0: next Monday. We just had one drop this week with Kevin Gorg, and then we've got Charlie Coyle
1: on hey. next week
0: to talk. I, he's my favorite, just to maybe rib him a little bit about that ruin squad of his. So, should be funny how
1: Ryan Donato's on Seattle now, <laughs> contributing to the crack, and <laughs> the Wild's got nothing for that. All right, we, we're done. Judd's ho- hockey show. I'm sure we're back soon, if nothing else, next week with Jesse. He's Declan, she's Jesse, I'm Judd, we'll talk to you later. (laughs)